Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. We're back. I'm Paul Arnold. I'm joined by Ernest Watts, and we love sports, and this is a great time of year. It's March Madness, and Ernest lives down in North Carolina, and I would say I've lived in North Carolina, I've lived in Indiana and uh, Kentucky, and I would say North Carolina has the best basketball from from east to west, north to south, as far as the number of colleges really playing well. Would you agree with that, Ernest? Yeah, we have more. Uh, although this year you've got three from Indiana who are, I would say, borderline title contenders. Purdue, Indiana, Indiana. Purdue, and uh, Notre Dame. That's, That's right. right. Notre Dame went to the NIT. Sorry, I was throwing off on Notre Dame. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> well, our friend Nate will not appreciate that. Yes, I know. I know. That was, <laughs> was mean spirited towards. But me. Notre Dame is like its state all to itself. Um, it's got its own it's campus. A nation. It's, it's a, a nation. You know, when they came out with uh, Red Sox Nation back in the first part of this century? Yes. Uh, the truly only entity in sports, which I think is national, would be Notre Dame. I mean, you know, even though the popularity of the Dodgers, the Cowboys, I still think Notre Dame is the, the only, which the old, the old story is you can't call yourself a nation unless you have an army and a flag. But I think Notre Dame is the only one you can really say golden domer nation. Uh, I, the others are kind of regional in that aspect. Yeah, well, that's been debated over the last 10 years. Like, Dallas called themselves America's team, and were they really? And then well, Atlanta was, Braves, because they had Ted Turner well, broadcast yeah, every game, Superstation, were they American's baseball team? You could say before that, St. Louis Cardinals covered more of America back in the radio ages than any other baseball team. KMOX and yeah. plus for the first 58 years, it was the most Western team in baseball. So it pretty much had everything West of Chicago and the, the South. And, and again, KMOX, KMOX was, was one of those clear channel 50,000 watt stations that I remember as a kid listening to mm -hmm. at night when the radio oh, stations, yeah. the waves would bounce off the, Clouds just right. I would listen from mid Michigan. I'd listen to Chicago, Louisville, uh, St. Louis, sometimes Pittsburgh. It would just bounce right in, and it'd be so cool to hear other uh, broadcasters, you know, get all excited about their games. But we have a pretty exciting bracket coming up with NCAA. And one thing that's really different this year, and we're going to expand a little bit beyond our normal reach, is that the women's bracket is the same as the men's. And it all started last year. Because the NCAA blew it with the weights. Remember that story? And the food. Don't forget the food also. Uh, they were given pretty much cold takeout food while there were banquets of uh, 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 food, uh, bigger entrees for the men's team. There's really an equity. And up until this year, you couldn't call it the women's Final Four. It was the women's tournament because – NCAA had copyrighted that. They stole it actually from the state of Illinois, a high school tournament. And they had copyrighted name to make money, more and more money that you can. Filthy lucre. Filthy lucre in that extent. So now the ladies can call that. And there has been, there has been uh, some people have talked about 
having the 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 uh, Sweet Sixteen in one location for men and women. Last, yeah, for men and women in one location. Ooh, well, we did that last year. You know, they they pretty much kept it all in Indianapolis, Indiana area. Right. So I think about doing that again, but I think that does eliminate a lot of the participation. Though, if you see the first two rounds, there's a lot of empty seats every year. Well, Unless the playing game right now, there was plenty. People were filling it up. I mean, it, they were. It was Dayton, Ohio. I think people are so hungry to get back to see live events. Well, Dayton has always Dayton has always been the first four tournament. They don't move it like they do the other locations for the other tournaments, and they've attended pretty well. They support it very well. Uh, because of that, they've from the very beginning when they started to play in tournament, I think about 20 years ago, they've always been the site. Now they expanded it because it used to be only two games, now it's up to four. But yeah, they've been. But you'll watch this weekend, there'll be some games that you'll see the stands half filled, particularly with schools that are, have to be moved outside their geographic area. Now, Dayton uh, Flyers is that named after airplanes or something else? Uh, who was born in Dayton, Ohio? The Wright brothers? Yes. Where is the site of the Air Force Museum? Um, Dayton. Colorado? Dayton, Dayton, Ohio. Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. Uh, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base was one of the most uh, major Air Force bases at that time. So, yeah, the flyers are over the Wright brothers and the uh, aerospace industry, which is located in Dayton, Ohio. Beautiful Dayton, Ohio, if you ever get a chance. Wonderful place to visit. I just drive right through it on 75 as fast as I can because there's always construction. So I just stay in the left-hand lane, get by it, and say, see you later. But I always look at their stadium and think, gosh, that would be so cool to go to one of those games one time. But haven't done it yet. And go to the Air Force Museum. Go to the Wright Brothers Workshop. There's so much to do. We sound like the Chamber of Commerce for Dayton, Ohio. Sorry. Not getting paid for that. I remember when I was younger. Yes, the yeah, but you know it's that's the location for it, and it's a shame because they had probably their best team since '68. They went to the Final Four in '68 when Don May was a forward for him, played for the Knicks later on. And two years ago, when Toppin, who's also with the Knicks right now, Obi Toppin was there, was All American. Uh, they really had a chance to get in the Final Four again. Of course, we didn't have a tournament two years ago. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's get to last week. We, we celebrated North Carolina's win over Coach K's last home game. And Coach K, at the, after the game, sort of uh, said it was a good season, but not a good ending, and sort of got on his players a little bit. It is, it is so time for him to exit. So time. Um, uh, it's like finding out that the husband's not the father when you go to a uh, – one of those parties with a gender reveal party. That was kind of like the same mood. <laughs> now, usually they just reveal if it's a boy or girl, now who's the father. Well, now Jerry Springer would well, be yeah, the, yeah, yeah, or not the father or Maury Povich. You are not the yeah, father. He, he really drained the whole thing. And then they turn around and lose the ACC championship. And he's been asking for the last two weeks to get in the final, the Chicago final, which is the Midwest, uh, because he is from Chicago. And this is his last go-around. And the tournament took his request and ignored it completely. 
<laughs> put them in the same bracket as Gonzaga, so, nice. uh, which they have beaten one time already this year. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the bracket. Um, I look at this and I think, gosh, every year I try to pick the upsets. And every year I try to pick the, you know, the 12s over the fives. Uh, I mess it up even worse than if I just stuck to most of the um, chalk line. You know, if I pick the favorites most of the time, except for once or twice, I do better than when I try to pick too many uh, upsets. Do you have any methodology, Ernest, when you do your bracket? Who has senior point guards? Who has good point guards? That's who I pick up on. Because this is a point guard-led league. But you didn't do that with Texas Tech versus Montana State. You just said Texas Tech. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a good defensive team. I think Texas Tech will beat Duke. I think they'll knock Duke out. I think defensively they're a good a team. I mean, last year, that's that's the reason why I picked Baylor, was they essentially had four uh, point guards on their team. Mm-hmm. And and now this year they're a team that is really hurting. They got three starters out. So I think they're they're gonna be early out pretty quickly. I don't even think though they're a number one seed. I don't think they'll be the first number one seed to go. I don't think they'll get past sweet I I don't think they'll get in sweet sixteen. All right. So let's talk about some early round matchups and then we'll get to our final four. Okay. Um so Gonzaga, let's start with that. Last year they made it all the way to the finals they were a gutty team. It looked like it was going to be their year, and Baylor was just too physical for them. So Gazega is a number one again this year. Um, I not don't have good, not get, a good team as last year. I don't get him. I don't see them getting to the final four myself. I have them in the final four, but I don't have them winning. Ah. I don't. I, you know, Timmy and Holgram are you know that's six ten and a seven footer. One thing this year has brought out is the rise of centers in college basketball. Whereas we've gotten away from it in, in pros where the center position is becoming a glorified four, a power forward um, in the college ball. I see a reemergence of it. That, and I see a predominance of teams in the West. I think a, a lot of the better teams are in the West this year. Mm-hmm. Well, last year you had two teams in the West play for the championship you know if you consider texas to be in the west and baylor and 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 gonzaga and you had ucla also in the final four last year so i'm seeing a shift and i don't know if it's because the talent is staying home because of uh, covid Mm -hmm. guys didn't transfer go you know take scholarships as far but uh it's it's again interesting but yeah i think zaga i think gonzaga will get there i just don't think they're as good a team as last year. Okay. Well, in the Next. West, you have Duke is number two. Gonzaga's mm-hmm. one. Duke's two. Um, three is Texas Tech, who I have going to the Final Four. And number four is Arkansas. Um, and then the eight and nine games are always interesting. The, to me, those are the most competitive right off the bat. You have Boise State, which is a bunch of no names as I'm concerned, versus Memphis, which has plenty of names, including a local guy from uh, Michigan, uh, Bates, but the question is, who do you think is going to win that game, Boise State or Memphis? Memphis has been getting better. They had a slow start at the beginning of the year, and I, I think just talent-wise, they'll beat Boise. All right. The right. only disagreement is I've got Gonzaga coming out. I've got Tech beating uh, Duke. Yeah, me too. And like I said, I have I have Zaga beating 
Texas Tech. Very good defensive team, Texas Tech. All right, let's go down. First-year coach, he's 65 years old. Nice. This is his first year, so a story to root for there. Then we'll go to the East. Number one is Baylor. Uh, Number two is Kentucky. Uh, Number three is Purdue. Number four is UCLA. Uh, I have Baylor and Purdue going to the lead eight out of that group. And you're saying Baylor's going to lose before that? Yes, yes. To UCLA, maybe? I think. Or North Carolina. They'll lose to North Carolina. Uh, I wish, I I hope. A little prejudice. I got UCLA coming out of this group. They did Uh, well last year. They were tough. Yeah, they got the experience. Uh, 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 Tiger Williams, which is their uh, point guard's experience. They've got great high, Tommy Hyquez, the transfer from Kentucky, who almost led them to the finals last year. This is a veteran team, and uh, one of the best games I saw this year was the Pac-12 championship game, Arizona-UCLA, and I'm sold on both teams. I just think UCLA has momentum. I, I think they'll win. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people are picking Kentucky, but uh, Ty Ty Washington, their point guard, has been injured most of the year. That would concern me a little bit. So you have a UCLA going to Final Four? Yes. Okay. All right, let's go over to the South. So, of course, Arizona's number one in the South. Um, Spoiler alert, like everybody else in the country, I have them winning the whole thing. Um, Number two is Villanova. You know, they're a sneaky team. I think they might go a long way. Tennessee's number three, and Illinois is number four. So who do you have going to the lead eight out of that group? That might, you know, I think those four will be in the – the Sweet 16, I mean, I, I, well, I, I talked about how centers are making a comeback. Cockburn for Illinois, who's All-American. You had three uh, uh, Big Ten players on the All-American team. Uh, I like Cockburn. I like, uh, you know, like I said, I really like Malburn and Kokomo from uh, Arizona. Their point guard's injured. That does concern me a little bit. Uh, like I said, I I like Arizona coming out of this. Now you kind of like Houston. Come on, your boy Calvin Sampson's there. Yeah, I root for Calvin, but this is this is a very. You went to school with him, man. He's your friend. Yes, but that doesn't. And Houston's an underrated team. Everybody's picking them to lose first round, but they're a solid defensive. Probably one of their defensive teams. Now, offensively, they're having problems to score, but Illinois has some pretty good point guards. Again, the man in the middle, Cockburn, who's seven foot, but. 280, just a physical block down low. They've got some pretty decent three-point shooting. But Arizona's just got athletes. They they truly do. They are they're just timing it just right. And Floyd, their coach, who's going to be coach of the year. Uh, it'd be interesting if I've got them winding up in the final four if they wind up playing uh, the Zags. He was an assistant with Gonzaga last year. Mm. So you have Arizona beating Villanova to go to the final four? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you got to hand it to Nova. I mean, they've had what two championships in the last six years. Yeah, yeah. Always going to take seriously, but I think the Big East was down this year. Yeah, I didn't think the Big East, like the ACC, I don't wasn't really a stellar year. You know, that's why I don't take Providence and Seton Hall that seriously. <laughs> well, if um, Villanova's overachieved over the last ten years, Kansas is definitely underachieved. 
but they're still number one coming out of the Midwest. Then you have Auburn, boo, Bruce Burrow. Um, number three, Wisconsin, boo. This is, this is, the, is this the probation? Four, uh, probation regional? Is that what it's well, called? Well, if you listen to previous podcasts, I have no love for Wisconsin. I think their coach is a, a jerk. Uh, I don't think, uh, as if you listen to the past, Juan Howard was not right in what he did, but come on. Anyways, let's get to back to the oh. – before we get that, were you surprised Michigan got into the tournament? No, I thought their strength of schedule was good enough. I think they would have definitely been in, but their lost Indiana when they were so far up was a shocker. But Indiana proved to be better than people thought. I think their strength of schedule got them in. Um, some Mike, critics Mike might Woodson. say that Michigan has such a huge alumni base that there were some politics going on. I don't know. Nah, Mike Woodson's done an underrated job. At Indiana, from where they came, I mean, that that whole program was in disarray before he came in there. And being a pro coach, he he had to adopt and change. But they made they're in the play-in game Is it tonight or tomorrow. Night? Yeah, uh, Wyoming tomorrow. Yeah, tonight. Yeah, one tomorrow night. They're in the play-in game. But uh, you know, the big the Big Twelve. I mean, the Big Ten. Excuse me, was the best conference in basketball. SEC was second this year. I don't think there's any doubt that those were the the two leaders in that respect. Now I got Auburn coming out of that. Uh, All the way to the final four, huh? Yeah. I mean, uh, Kansas to me hasn't really done anything really special. They've got a lot of good players. I don't see leadership coming out of that group. I mean, it's, it's hard for me to pick Auburn. Cause is Bill self overrated. Uh, He's only won one national championship. One and he's championship. been there a he's long got, time. But he's been to a lot of Final Fours. It's, it's, uh, I don't approve of his methods no more than I do Will Wade at LSU, and that cost him his job. When's the last time you've seen a coach fired right before the NCAA tournament? <laughs> it's got to be team, bad. And the team go into the tournament. Yeah. And, and <laughs> Bruce Pearl's the same way. I mean, all of them have a history – of breaking the rules. The, the strange thing is now with, with the name and likeness, uh, rights, it's, I don't know how many of these rules are still bad at that respect. I don't know if they really broke <laughs> it's the wild, wild West, man. Yeah, it is. I just like, I know Auburn has problems playing away from home, but I like Davis. Uh, and, and I don't, you know, got one of the best shot blockers, former Carolina player. I just think they'll make it all the way. I think Kansas has just not shown me the ability to rise above their talent in that respect. The only good thing about Auburn going far is that Chuck Barkley will do something stupid and funny on TV. He'll just Yeah, goofy. I mean, he's, he's as loyal a fan as I am for Carolina. So you know, usually him and Kenny Smith get into it. And last year, Auburn uh, – defeated UNC and he enjoyed that a little bit too much to my taste, but <laughs> be that as it may. But all right. So, so you, who do you have winning at all? Arizona. Yeah. I just think they're peaking at the right time. Uh, it's, it's, you know, this year Luke Olson died and they've all got the Memorial patch on the jerseys and he's the only one to take them to a championship before. So, and you know, Three Final Fours, I believe, is coaching. So uh, look out for Iowa. That's a surprise. There are a lot of teams. You know, I, I see these teams, and that's why I'm never successful at picking a bracket until last year. Is is I see teams and I get over enamored. 
uh, every team's flawed. Every team is flawed. And you just, you know, it's, it's, we see the upsets, but rarely would you see it past the Sweet 16. Uh, there are not that many championships that we don't see a team that, that we consider. This year, I think there's about 20 teams. So Tom Izzo for Michigan State is known for being a coach all, all year long. He gets ready for um, the March Madness. Who do you think is a better coach than Tom Izzo in this year's bracket? Oh, wow. I have a lot of respect for him because if you look at the talent and the recruits, he doesn't get the recruiting talent that a lot of other coaches do in that respect. A better coach. than he, He's a surefire Hall of Famer, like Kay, like... Because uh, he's won it twice. Self, like Self. I mean, he, he like I said, talent-wise... They weren't even the top four or five team talent-wise in the Big Ten. I mean, everybody else has got – none of those All-Americans I mentioned in the, in the All-American team that from the Big 12 came from Michigan State. And he, he pretty much plugs it in every year. Uh, I don't know if there is a better coach. Villanova's coach, I forget his name right now, Jay whatever. He's pretty good. Jay Wright, Jay yeah. Wright. But there, there's – NBA talent that comes through there. I mean, yeah, Jay Wright, I'd, I'd put him almost equal in that respect. It's just that 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 uh, Michigan State coach has done it longer. How about uh, Kentucky's Cal Perry? Uh, Cal Perry is a great recruiter. As a coach, he's a great recruiter. Like <laughs> Bill Self, as coaches, they're great recruiters. I mean, you look at the amount of talent. I mean, half the NBA All-Star team played at Kentucky, and he has right. one championship. Yeah. And he beat self to get that one championship. Uh, both of them have had extraordinary talent and, and have not been able to accomplish that much. All right, here's an old school question. Was Patino a better recruiter or better coach? Well, obviously he was broke the rules. That's why he said <laughs> Iona. No, I mean, X's and O's, you know, scheming it up. Yeah, he was he was a pretty decent coach. You know, he he took Providence, right. a team that had no NBA talent, to the Final Four in New Orleans, and and basically he embraced the three point line quicker than a lot of other coaches. So yeah, I mean, Patino is a good coach. You you're not going to get talent Iona even with his name. I think sometimes his uh, his. Self-grandidation gets a little too far. I mean, he his ego is more than he can deliver. He thought he could bring the Celtics back. The old famous Larry Bird ain't coming through that door. He went to the Celtics because he thought, because they had the worst record, they were going to get Tim Duncan, and they lost the lottery. Uh, he was able to win at Kentucky. He was able to win at Louisville. I mean, it's a vacated championship. But two national championships, two different schools, not a lot of coaches can say that. Right. He's, he's the coach. He's a better coach than, than uh, the current Kentucky coach. Mm-hmm. Calipari is, is a recruiter. Right. I mean, look at the talent they've had in the last 20 years. Every year, they're the first or second. And I know he, he modifies his, his concept as he's bringing them there to make them success in the NBA. 
I've always wondered how that settles with Kentucky fans who, you know, he, he admits that winning an NCAA championship is not his number one achievement. E. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he wants to get him in the pros. He said his fondest dream is to go to NBA All-Star Game and all 10 starters would be from Kentucky. Gosh. More than winning an NCAA championship. That's not right. Yeah, he's so, first hired by the University of Kentucky, not by agents in the NBA, I would think. Well, he likes the celebrity aspect yeah. of it. And, All right. Well, let's let's move on to something else that's very interesting right now, and that's the NFL free agency is really heating up. Started off with Brady doing a tweet over the weekend saying, I'm back, and I first saw it, and I thought, that's not true. And then I turned on ESPN. Okay, I guess it is true. Wasn't uh, April Fool's Day. It wasn't April Fool's Day. It was him saying, I tried to walk away. I can't. It reminded me of Jordan saying, I, I just can't walk away yet. I got to go back and get some more. Yeah, but that was more than 40 days. Yeah, it was. I mean, it basically, you, you know, these guys basically say I'm going to retire to spend more time with the family. Boy, how does his family feel after 40 days? I'm tired of y'all. <laughs> I can't take you anymore. Sorry, Giselle. I just, sorry, can't deal with this anymore. And his teenage son uh, from another from uh, Bridget Monahan. Uh, I guess he, he saw that Wilson left Seattle, so he thinks the NFC is winnable now. Maybe that's his whole logic in that respect. They picked up the, uh, one of the guards uh, from New England today, Shaq Mason. Yeah. So I, I think he looks and thinks, which the NFC is pretty much, it's the Packers and it's the Rams. And the Rams are going to not be the same team. The, no, well, they've lost two offensive linemen already. Yeah. And, and they've got free agents. They've got cap issues. Cowboys have are losing talent right and left. Traded Cooper to the Browns. Uh, lost Gregory to the Broncos. And let me tell you, the Broncos are piling up. Yeah, I think they are. They saw but, what the Rams did. Is that the new model for the NFL? Load I up for guess. one year, right? But, but you know, last year we are talking about how the NFC West was the best division. It's the AFC West this year. You got Kansas City. You got uh, uh, Las Vegas, which went to the playoffs. San Diego picked up uh, J.C. Jackson, which is the best cornerback for the Patriots. They re-signed Williams as a wide receiver. Um, they got uh, who they pick up as a defensive. Oh, oh, uh, 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 from the Bears, um, linebacker Clark Mac. They got Mac put on the other side. I mean, they're just strengthening. Remember, they were uh, a missed field goal from being in the playoffs as it is. Yeah, and they needed the quarterback. And I really am a big fan of Russell Wilson. I think he's great. I think he's better than um, Drew Brees ever was. I think Drew Brees is good. They're both about the same height, but I think Russell Wilson is, to me, just a little bit better. Well, his his ability to elude the rush, you kind of wonder as it gets older, will he be able to do that? He 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 threw a great deep ball, and his ability to get away from the rush and pressure, which again, that's the offensive line for Seattle. I just kind of wonder how age will affect that. I mean, everybody looks at Brady and, and Rodgers and thinks quarterbacks can play to their 40, and those two guys are anomalies more than anything else. I, I just don't 
I wonder about Wilson again. That's a that's a tough division. You got Vegas, you got LA, Denver, Kansas City. I mean, you could have four teams make the playoffs in that division. Well, let's and they're going to be beating each other up too. Let's talk about Deshaun Watson. So there'll be no criminal charges against him. It was just announced yesterday. But there's all this civil stuff is coming at him. But that's going to take a couple of years probably to get all sorted out. So and now there'll, there'll all be the, a suspension of four games probably from so the NFL. All the teams are lining up for him, and your Carolina Panthers are one of them. And just today they announced, or at least the rumors are, that the Atlanta Falcons are lining up for him as well. Uh, Matty Ice trade? Do I hear a trade? Uh, if he is released by July, that opens up a lot of cap space. You've also got the Saints and the Browns. All four teams have supposedly met with him. The Browns? Yeah. Goodbye, Baker. Have... Goodbye, Progressive commercial. Oh, well, that's that's it. I mean, hey, I wouldn't mind. If, if we don't get Watson, I'd take Baker in a heartbeat. Uh, you kind of wonder. I mean, it's... It, he he makes it difficult on the team because he wants that that multi million dollar contract that he signed. At the same time, he thinks the the teams can be able to add players to be able to make it a winning team, and and it's kind of hard. With, even though the cap did go up to three hundred million, uh, that's going to be hard for a team to do. Now, uh, if I took a step back, which team can win now? Well. The Saints still are over the cap, so they'd have to release more players. Atlanta has an aging team. Uh, my Panthers don't have an offensive line. Of the four teams, if I was him, I'd go to Cleveland. I think that's the team prepared. And now they're getting ready to, to release Landry at wide receiver, but they didn't get Cooper. They already released Landry, I thought. Yeah, they did. So... If you know, I'm taking myself away as a as a Panther fan. Would I love him to be with the Panthers? Yeah, but I kind of wonder what it will cost us and what we're able to do in the other positions on the team. Uh, but the draft is supposed to be thick with wide receivers, though. Oh, wide receivers are open. That's that's not my concern. It's offensive line, defensive line. Uh, we just lost one of our best defensive players to the Eagles. So there's, there's some replacements going to have to be there. We've released two defensive linemen to you know, open up some cap space to make a bid for Watson. But it, and, and you know, there's this aspect of a fan, um, of course, and we're you know he's not being charged with a crime, but with 18 people accusing him, there's got to be some smoke with the fire. It, it's kind of like the situation as a Braves fan. We're getting Marcel Ozuna back. Now, Ozuna is a great hitter, but he was charged and suspended because he physically abused his wife. And you can root for the team, but there is a moral issue sometimes to root for people who do horrible, horrible things. I mean, it, it, it's a dilemma as a fan, and it's, it's kind of hard to reconcile. Would I like to have Watson? Yes. Does that give me pause on what he's been accused of doing? Yes. Yeah. Do I like getting a Zuna back for the Braves? Yeah. But he he hit his wife with a with a with a bat. 
I mean, it's it's and people can say, well, he didn't do any time. He wasn't charged. He was suspended for a year. He's you know, but, but it still, still depends how he comes back, right? If he comes back, you know, saying the right things, hopefully he's apologized. But I'm not the person he's got to apologize to. Yeah, he doesn't have to apologize to the fans. He needs to apologize to his wife. One name, and Ray his Rice. Two teammates. Yeah, his wife and his, his teammates. And, and Watson, no matter how this goes, if he gets it settled, there's going to have to be a mea culpa in here somehow. Yeah, but he's not going to do anything until the cases are settled. I mean, you know, there, we talk about council culture, and I don't like that term, but I think because I think you are responsible for your actions. Uh, I think there's a certain level of, of penance you have to pay. And at the same time, that'll never go away. Uh, I mean, there's certain actions that, you know, I, Bill Self and Bruce Pearl are cheaters. That's been proven. They've been put on probation in the past. Uh, and I have a hard time letting that go. But when it's players potentially could be on teams I root for mm-hmm. and, and players on teams I do root for, it, it does give me concern and it makes me hesitate. And you never really had that situation. Well, it's true before, have you, Paul? Well, let's let go of this conversation because I know we've promised in our last podcast to talk about the Academy Awards. Yes. And you love movies. And, Movie time. And movies. I started looking at the nominees, and I'll just let me do an old man rant again. What okay. the heck are we doing with eight nominations for Best Picture? Come on. I mean, at a certain point, it's not going to help promote the movie anymore. That because if you're just watering down the importance of the nomination, but okay, I got that on my. Can head. I can I give you the answer to that? Money, filthy lucre. Yeah, I was gonna say, no matter what the question is, the answer is always money. Remember that. No All matter right. what the question is, money is the answer. We got a lot to cover here in our okay. time, so let's start with the big one: best picture. Um, yeah. You have Nightmare Alley, Don't Look Up, Dune, Drive My Car, Belfast, Licorice Pizza. The Power of the Dog, West Side Story, King Richard, and Coda. Out of those nominees, did you see six of those? Six of them? Let me see. I saw Don't Look Up. I saw Dune. saw King Richard. I saw Nightmare Alley. I saw Power of the Dog. And I saw Licorice Pizza. Wow. So you didn't see Coda. Didn't see Coda. Or Drive My Car. And saw West Side Story. I did see West Side Story. All right. So No, Drive My Car is a foreign film. Uh, Coda is an interesting concept. It's on uh, Amazon. It's a young girl who uh, her family is all hearing impaired, mm-hmm. and she wants to be a musician. Marilee Matten, who, uh, of course, won an Academy Award about, what, 20 years ago? <laughs> yeah, more. 30, more? I think. 30 years ago? So William Hurt just passed away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the film also, but uh, she plays the mother in it. So Drive My Car is a... I want to say a Japanese movie about yeah. uh, getting a vehicle, a car. I'd say drive my car. That's the plot. So that's the ones I've seen. Uh, and the winner. Doo, 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 doo. Wow. It will probably be Power of the Dog, which was Which was on Netflix or Amazon. I can't remember which one. Amazon. It's on Amazon. It's yeah. uh, uh, Jane Champion is the director. It's basically Benedict set Cumberbatch. Up the Old West, Benedict Cumberpatch. Uh, it's it's homoerotic western. 
Very mm-hmm. much so. Not overtly. I mean, it's long, long. I mean, I like Doom. Love Doom. Uh, it's it's fascinating that three of these movies are remakes. Dune, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story. West Side Story is... I'm well, the power of the dog is you have two brothers. You have one of the brothers marries, and then there's a son, and you're wondering who is the real father of the son, and the son is showing um, that he isn't a typical cowboy, a cowboy male. You know, he's, he has other gifts, right? Right. Well, it's, he's the, uh, the younger Oops, brother but, marries a woman and she has a child. Right. The question is whose child is that real? Yeah. Yeah. And it's and not then, too hard to guess. And she becomes upset at the influence that Benedict Cumberbatch has on him. Yeah. And that it leads to, he right. has got to be one of the best actors of our day. He, he oh, can yeah. do such range. It's crazy. And that leads us to best actor. And you have Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch, The Power of Dog. Javier Barder for Being the Ricardos. You know who you know he's playing, don't you? Yeah, Ricky Ricardo. Ricky. That's just so ridiculous. Yeah. Denzel Washington. Uh, and then Will Smith. Now, Will Smith. You know, some people have griped over the years he hasn't gotten his full due. Is this the year for Will Smith? Yeah, I think this is Will Smith. He does a pretty good job. I mean, uh, Richard Williams is not a likable character. Uh, He drove, uh, this is the story of uh, Serena Williams' father. And how he And Venus, too. Yes, Venus also. But how he drove both of them in, uh, and they lived in the Watt section of Los Angeles. And they're really outside of a Thea Gibson. There haven't been a lot of African-American tennis players. And they did not come from the country club set. And he kind of drove it into them. And he, he's kind of a very similar to the, the, the whiplash character in, in that Oscar movie. He drives them that much. Uh, it's, it's between him and Denzel. And basically Denzel's uh, playing Macbeth. And that's on Apple TV also, another one of those movies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's only him and, and, and Cup, those two in Cumberbatch are the only ones. Garfield and Bardem are just, they had to have five, so they slipped yeah, in there. Yeah. All right, Best Actress. Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which I saw a clip of, which is freakingly good. I couldn't believe how, I thought it was going to be a bad. Oh, she was, transformed. Holy it moly. Great little movie. Yeah, it Olivia is. Coleman in The Last Daughter, uh, Kristen Stewart for Spencer, Nicole Kidman being the Ricardos, and Penelope Cruz for Madria Paralelas. Have you seen that movie? Come on. That's Parallel Mothers is the translation. Oh, okay. Uh, I saw as Tammy Faye, and I did see being the Ricardos. I didn't see Spencer, but I kind of feel like Kristen Stewart will get that for playing Diana, um, uh, Princess Diana. It's it's the latest type of thing. The eyes of Tammy Faye was really truly amazing because Jessica Chan- Chastain looks nothing like it. Andrew Garfield plays uh, Jim Baker, right? And and amazingly transforms. It is a fascinating movie about how people can start out with good intentions but can easily be sidetracked. It's an underrated movie. To me, it's a better movie than Don't Look Up. But uh, I, I think Kristen Stewart will get it. I don't think Nicole Kidman. Because... Now, that's not the same Stewart that played in the um, Vampire yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's she, the same one. She plays Lady Di or Princess yes, Di, and looks just like her. Holy moly! I haven't. I missed that movie somehow. But uh, it, it's. Yeah, I mean, she does a better performance than the movie. All right. Again, I, you know, Chastain probably should steal it in that respect. But uh, it's it's you know the wildest is is and best supporting actor J.K. Simmons is nominated who is the <laughs> who is the yellow Eminem is it the yellow Eminem or the red Eminem I I don't know man do you know who he's playing he's playing uh, Ed Frawley Fred Mertz Fred Mertz well it, I'm giving you deep cut here on the actor himself but oh, anyway. okay William Frawley who was also in what other TV show. Oh, come on, you know this one. Oh, My Three Sons. Yes, yes. Uncle Bub. And now we'll get to Best Animated Feature before we bore you with our old TV trivia. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Encanto, Luca, um, Flea, The Mitchells versus the Machines, or Rhea and the Last Dragon. Okay. And in truth and honesty... I've only seen three of these. Encanto, Luca, and what? Mitchell, Mitchell versus the Machines. Oh, okay. Uh, which I really liked, but it's probably going to be Encanto. For nothing else, because the music's on the charts right now. Yeah. Uh, it's number one song. Let's talk about, what is it? Talk about Bruno. We don't talk, talk about, about Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. It'll probably be Encanto, uh, right. which, which I believe was... Um, the music is by the same guy who did Hamilton. Yeah, Lin Manuel. Yeah, Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Uh, so I think that'll probably get it in that respect. Best movie you saw last year? Gosh, I didn't see too many. I would say it should be easy to pick then. <laughs> yeah, um, I would say the best one I saw was the James Bond one, No Time to Die. Oh, okay. Dune but, was probably the best for me. Let's go to best director. So you got Jane Champion, The Power of the Dog, Kenneth Brugnoff for Belfast, um, some guy for Drive My Car with a Japanese name. Sorry, folks. Steven Spielberg, West Side Story. I remember the original. I don't think the new one could ever match the original. And then Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza. I kind of feel like it's going to be Jane Champion. Mm. I mean, not that many women have won. Only one other woman has won Best Director, so I kind of think she'll get it. I mean, uh, Kenneth Bragnall is no more as an actor, and it's a pretty good first-time effort. Hamaguchi... No, no, uh, he's he's directed a bunch. He did the original Thor movie. That's right. He and he the does Thor the Perot mysteries, too. Yeah, yeah, but I just don't... I don't know. Hamaguchi won't get it. Paul Thomas Anderson's probably... Second favorite. They're not going to give to Spielberg again. Not for a remake. No, I don't. Tonight, so. tonight. <laughs> All right, we don't want to hear you sing, so we'll move on. West Side Story. All right. All right. Original song. No time to die from the James Bond movie. Um, Dos Oragutas, Limonrel Mirandas. They don't even have Bruno as one of the top songs. No, no. I think that kind of surprised everybody that that was. All right. The rest of them, I don't know who they are. So let's just skip the song. All right. <laughs> Best Supporting Actress, Kirsten Dunst as In the Power of the Dog, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, Jesse Buckley for The Lost Daughter, um, ooh, the lady, the girl who plays um, Serena in King Richard, uh, Anna Yujan Ellis, yes. or, 
or Dame Dame Judy Dench for Belfast? Uh, he, she got best supporting for like one role that she's in like for twelve minutes. <laughs> Shakespeare in Love. Yeah, People right. Made a fuss. I kind of feel like. Uh, people love a comeback story that'll probably be Kristen Dunst. I think so too. The kiss that she had with Peter Parker when Peter Parker was upside down in the Spider Man movie was like the one of the highlight kisses of all movie. Um, remember, she was Mary yes, Jane. Yes. Okay. Just the original it. Mary Jane. The yes. original Jane. All right. And then best supporting actor, you have Tony Katsur for Coda. Um, who is who is deaf? And it's the first time he's ever had a role. Nice. Cody Smith McPhee for The Power for the Dog. He must be the son in that. Yeah, he was in, uh, what's the movie where it's the end of the world? It's just him and the father. Uh, oh, Lord, I can't remember it. This was his first picture. And J.K. Simmons being the Ricardos, you've already mentioned. Uh, Sirion Hines, Hines for Belfast. Hines, yes. And then Jesse Plemons for The Power of Dog, who happens to be married to... Kristen Dunst. That's right. In real life. In real and life. Syrian Hines has been a workmanlike actor in Great Britain for so many years. It'd be nice to see him get it. Cody Smith McPhee is just too young. It's going to be between Plemons and Hines, and I'd like to see Hines get it. I really would. That's this good. is usually the first one they do, you know, when they do the yes, Academy right. Awards. And this year they've got three hosts. And I don't know why in the world they got the three hosts that they do, but I guess. Who was the like worst it. host of the Academy Awards? Oh, that's easy. That <laughs> was, uh, um, and now he's. Pre- uh, it was two hosts at the same time. Um, the guy who was the original. Was Green the, Goblin. Yes, yes. Oh, I'm blanking on his head. Uh, it was him uh, and the girl, the actress. Um, this is horrible. We are horrible. This aren't <laughs> we'll we? edit this back in. She won the Academy Award for Les Miserables. Yes, yes. Those were the two. Those worst. two were the worst. Yes, we, they were so but, bad. We want to forget them. That tells you how bad. Yeah, I mean the the wor- but the worst performances when they had uh, when they did Snow White did all the Disney stuff with the guy from uh, um, Parks and Recreation. <laughs> who's now sells you slim fast bars. Oh, I don't uh yeah. So the Atkins commercial. Oh, yeah. Oh, Rob Lowe. Yeah, when Rob Lowe was dancing with that was the worst performance. You know, they could cut this thing down. I think I, John Travolta's announcing uh, who was gonna sing next Oh, was oh, worst. oh. Uh Idella Mazelle or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, don't forget the year that uh they got the winning film wrong. Supposedly was right. La La Land when they got it wrong. That's that, that again. It's 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 lost its luster. I mean, when I was a kid, Johnny Carson did this, and yeah. it was Before funny. Him, Bob Hope, size. Bob Hope did it. Uh, Billy Crystal did a oh, great so job. Yeah. I mean, and now they just and it was the host that kind of drove it. Which, which, speaking of hosts, can you believe ESPN and what they're paying to get Jack Buck and Aikman together for Monday Night Football? I didn't hear this story. Tell me. Not Jack yeah. Buck. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of his poor dad. 
Uh, Joe they Buck. Had, Joe Buck, they had to sell off the rights to a couple of uh, Notre Dame uh, Big Ten games. So Joe Buck and Aitman are doing Monday night now? Yes. And Joe Buck's gone from Fox? Yes. He will not be doing the World Series. Oh, some people are going to be thrilled with that. But yeah, well, who are you going to have? I mean, that's 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 the whole replacement issue. Oh, please, Al Michaels, do come and do. You hear, and please. you hear who's doing Thursday night football. Al Michaels and who? Uh, Herb Street. Really? Those two are not are Fowler and Herb Street? No, no, no. Al Michaels and Kirk Herb Street. Are going to do huh. Thursday night football for Amazon. So is Herb Street going to drop college football? No, he's going to do both of them. Cash him while you can, buddy. Uh, again, no matter what the question is, the answer is money. Always in that respect. Well, speaking of time, but that's not the same as money, but they're similar. What are your final good minutes here? Because we're up against it. Uh... I hate to see Freddie Freeman go, but oh, I, I understand. Um, I'm a Braves fan. Y'all know this. I enjoy the World Series. And it came down to a situation. Freddie wanted a seven-year contract, and he's 32 years old. And he wanted $30 million a year. And the Braves, looking at the situation that the Angels were in with Albert Pujols and how he was not productive the second half of that contract, and the Tigers and what they're having to live with Miguel Cabrera decided oh. they would go younger. And so they picked up Olsen from the A's, who was four years younger, and they're paying him roughly half as much as contract. They have signed him to a six-year contract of uh, basically $120 million. So they've gotten younger, and a lot of Braves fans were upset. Uh, Freddie's last play was catching the out at first base, winning the World Series. But uh, there's a sentimental factor. I mean, uh, everybody leaves. Smoltz left. Glavin left. Uh, even Hank Aaron was traded by the Braves. It's part of the sport. They can always come back later on, and you can put the numbers in the rafter, and I hate to see Freddie go. But I understand it. I mean, it's the logistics of what teams have to do. You have to stay younger. And anyone who's listening to the podcast know that I don't believe in paying contracts to players of any sport over the age of 30. I went through this as a fan with the Hornets when they decided not to sign Kim Walker, who was turning 30, and they got Terry Rozier. You don't now. believe in long-term contracts after 30. Long-term you contracts. You would do a two or three years with Freddie, oh, yeah. but not a oh, seven. I'd do a four. You know, that's still productive years, but you're going to get tied up with those type of contracts. And it, it, proved itself with the Hornets because Kim has been out almost the entire year. He was benched by the Knicks and Terry Rozier's averaging over 20 points. He was younger. He did do the same thing. All right. Wrapping it up. Wrapping it up. I just, you know, again, I don't believe in long-term contracts after 30 in any sport. And I'm usually proven right as long as they're not taking steroids. The only or long-term contract we Brady. believe in is our marriages. So yes, yes. And I don't <laughs> have to take st- no, we don't want her. We don't want our wives to get someone younger and no, no. less expensive. We'll trade in on a younger model. Trade in a younger, less expensive model. A less grumpy, stinky model. Yep. Yes. Yes. All right. With that high note, I guess uh, this is Paul Arnold for Ernest Watts. Thanks for listening to Pardon the Confusion. You can email me at gobluearnold at gmail dot com. Gives your ideas and thoughts. And have a great night. <laughs>